this morning. Turn with me to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 40. I love this passage of scripture. We sang a song this morning, redemptive, a redemption song. This passage of scripture talks about a song. Look there with me in Psalms chapter 40, starting there in verse 1. Read through the first three verses of this passage of scripture. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear shall trust in the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we pray that you take over our hearts, our minds this morning, that you will be glorified in all of our actions. I pray a moving as only you can bring upon us. The Holy Spirit moves in this great and mighty way upon us. Lord, I pray that you Use your word this morning to grow us, to make us something that we couldn't make upon our, in our own selves. Feed us in your word this morning. I pray that I would be effortless as I stand behind the pulpit this morning, but that you would use me as your spokesman. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This passage of scripture shows me something that I was thinking about uh, this happened to me even this week. Let's just say you're standing in a bank. When you walk into that bank, say there's three, four tellers sitting out a window. If one of those tellers have a smile on their face and maybe even be humming, you know who you're going to go to first? The one that looks the happiest, aren't you? Does that make sense? Go into revenue office. Let's use that for an example. What's us laughing about there? Wouldn't it be refreshing to walk in there and there be someone humming a song? Who are you going to go to? Have you ever had a song that uh, that you thought of and all day you sang that song when you're by yourself or you're humming that song? You ever had that happen to you? Of course you have. And you know what's happening when that's going on? The Lord has created mankind in a way to express ourselves through song. All the talent that we see, whether it be in any types of music, the talent that was given was actually given by God to glorify Him with it. Now, they may have missed that. We see some great talents that are not used in the worshiping of the Lord, but you can believe the talent in which they have was given to glorify Christ with it. And also in that song, you know, uh, it says, Make a joyful song, uh, sound, my daddy always said, because he couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. I mean, he just couldn't get it. And he said, you know, everybody uses that expression to make a joyful sound. He said, yeah, but the, some of that means when you're by yourself and no one else is around. But really. So have you ever had that song in your heart that you just, it's just radiating through you? That you can't get off your mind? Well, you know, it's impossible to sing mad. You ever seen anybody just boiling mad be able to sing? 
It's something that comes from within. God, give us that to express worship with it. Now, whether you're good at it or not doesn't matter. It's a joy that comes from the heart. But we see here that there's a song that is given. There's a song that we see here in verse 3, and it says, look at that, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, many shall see it. See what? See this song of the heart. They'll see this song of the heart and fear. They shall trust in the Lord. Man, this is a powerful song, isn't it? This is a powerful song. It says not to hear one, but to see one. I want us to focus upon the words this morning, to see a song. And with that being said, I can tell you this. This is exactly what God's people need. In a lost and dying world, they need to see some type of song in our heart that's radiating from that, that they may see it in fear and trust in the Lord for it. You see, this song that's being spoken of here in the 40th chapter of the book of Psalms is a song of all songs. That's what it is. This song... uh, that only God can bring to the heart. This song is exactly what this old sin-cursed world needs to see. I feel that everyone would agree with this statement. This world today needs to fear and trust in the Lord. 90% to 95% to maybe 100% of the problems in America today would not be faced if there was a reverent fear before Him, a holy God, say, that's it. Well, I'm going to tell you this. 100% of the problems in church wouldn't be there if this be the same case. Had a reverent fear before a holy and almighty God and just trusted Him for it. I've asked this question before. I've heard this question been asked. If you as a child of God was put on trial for being a Christian, would the prosecutor have enough evidence to convict, uh, convince a jury that you were guilty of it? That's sad, isn't it? Well, I see him in church. Sure you are. What's radiating from the heart throughout that week? I fear today that though in my own life as redeemed, as a saved reborn children of God I know there's been a time in my life when I was ashamed because of the lack of evidence outwardly you know we need to show what God through his grace and mercy has done on the inside and it should flow through us on the outside so that many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. So how are we to get that song that God, that this world can see it and radiate through it? How can we receive this song that can be seen in our hearts? Well, first it begins with this. Look at this in verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. As 
I sat and studied that first verse in the 40th chapter of the book of Psalms, God spoke to me through that and saw something that was so great and powerful that it's talked about. The word inclined actually means a particular disposition of mind or character. So it says that God is inclined. God is inclined to where there's sorrow within mankind. He is inclined to meet you there. Where there is a suffering in this world, we have a Jehovah God that is inclined to meet us there in that suffering. And wherever there is shame, we have a God, a creator of all things that you've seen this morning. Everything that you've heard has been created by a God that is inclined to find shame and remove it. talking about God, Jehovah, and yet God's character is inclined like love and zeal and faith. That's where it all begins. It begins with God's character and love. So how are we going to achieve this? How are we going to make this happen? In our lives. How are we going to get this song in our hearts that others see all day long? And now I'm going to tell you where this world's confused. And Christians shouldn't be. If you act differently at work and you're trying to justify that you can act differently at work than you can sitting in Sunday school, you're wrong. If your attitude towards others is different on the workplace or in Walmart than they are sitting in Sunday school, you're wrong for it. If you don't have the same joy in your heart that you walk into church with on Sundays, then probably you're faking it and you've missed it. God's people are to rejoice all the time. Because why? There's this redemptive song that comes out of it. He brings joy that radiates from the heart and flows out of us in public, in our prayer closets, everywhere we are, that song is to be quoted and What needs to happen a lot of times in our lives is this. We should have a regretful uh, sorrow within our hearts for the sin in our lives and confess those offenses before a mighty Christ for forgiveness in our lives. That's what needs to happen in our lives. And this passage shows us this horrible place that mankind is actually at. Look there with me in verse 2. And it says, He brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay and brought me out. You see, sin has placed sin has thrown mankind into a horrible pit. Sin has cast man into the miry clay, into the deep of the mud. And this pit's large and it's deep and it's nasty. Now the word pit here being described is a uh, dark place It is a place of despair, and all who are in this pit are unable to get their own selves out of it. This horrible pit's too large in its diameter, and it's too deep and too slimy to climb out of. Oh, Lord, how are we going to get out of it? 
that's the condition I am, how am I going to get this joy in my heart? How am I going to have this song in my heart that I can uh, have it radiate through me and put a smile on my face that others will fear and trust in the Lord just by what's going on in my life? If I can't get out, how can, how can I have these? Well, I'm going to tell you this, church can't get you out of it. And I'm not undermining the power and authority of the local Bible-believing New Testament church. Church won't get you out of this hole. Well, you know, I was raised. I had a godly mother, godly father. It won't get you out of that. They can't get you out either. Doesn't have anything to do with the way you were raised. There isn't but one that can lift you from this horrible, dark, deep pit of destruction. Praise God, that's Jesus Christ. That's what will govern your life. It's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the only one. There is no other but Him that can do it. Verse 2 says He brought us up. He brought us up. Jesus is that wonderful Savior who heard mankind. God heard mankind's cry from that hole. And He said, I'm going to send the best I have. And I'm going to set a plan in place. I'm inclined to draw man from that dark, desolate place that he's at. I'm inclined to love him when he's unlovable. I'm inclined to pull him out of all the shame. And I'm going to put it on my son. And then Jesus shows up. And Brother Charles, he lifts that, lends that beautiful nail-scarred hand deep into filth to pull you out of it. Today this world is a miserable place because man's trying to explain where they come from, how they got here, trying to search for a better way to live and they're doing all these things and leaving God out of it. And when us as the redeemed start living our lives and know what we are in ourselves, know what we came from, start seeking God in our lives, we can have a new this song in our heart. Because it's He that lifts us from this horrible pit. It's He brought me up. The Word of God tells us in Romans 3, 10, that there's none righteous, no, not one. And then if we're told in 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The book of Isaiah tells us that uh, we are all sheep that have gone astray. We have turned everyone into our own way. And the Lord hath laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. All have not sinned alike. But you rest assured, all are alike sinners. We were born fallen, deprived creatures who were in need of a Savior. That's exactly why man must be born again. Because he uh, is born into sin, praise the Lord, but there's a deliverer, a Savior, and it's none other than Jesus Christ. And when he brings us out of this pit, that's when that sinner becomes saved by grace. That's what I've experienced. I hope that you have. hope you've got that also. 
Those who are redeemed should have a song in our heart. Something's terribly wrong. When we sit back and we realize what we truly are and we can't worship God from where he's brought us from. Something's wrong in our heart. There should be a song in our heart of what God has done for us. God's people surely should have a song in our heart. Um, so often in this day and age, God's people look the most miserable. You know why? Because you're backslidden. You're riding a fence. You don't fit in the world because you've been saved, and then you don't live fit like you've been saved. And you're the one that's most miserable. God's people, Calvary, this world should see a song in our heart, and that song should come by knowing and praising God for what he's done for us. If you have not a song in your heart that others can see, God's people, it's time to repent and get right. Second, we see the way to get this song in our heart that many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord is this. It's found also in verse 2 and it says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. Let's see what he does. And set my feet upon a rock. So, not only did the Lord bring me up, no, praise God, now he set me up. He set me up for success. Not only did he bring me up, now that he set me up, no longer am I going to be in this sinking sand. No longer am I going to have to figure my own path. No longer am I going to have to set up my own foundations. No, the Lord brings me up and he sets me up. You remember when Jesus told Peter that uh, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it? You remember when he told him that? Where you and I get ourselves in so much trouble if we think we can lay our own foundations when we don't own nothing. We think we can lay our own path, do our own thing, and it's somehow going to work out all right. That's where we get defeated. And today there are many of God's people that are living defeated lives because they've gotten off the rock and found their own foundation. this song in their heart I've asked the question this week I know that in certain situations or maybe even most of the time I can have a pretty solemn look on my face you know I ought to work on that because it's not glorifying Christ I've been asked this week about three times if, I've been, if I'm mad something's wrong with me if I have a look on my face that others are asking me, what's going on? Are you mad? Something's wrong on the inside. I don't have this song that I should have in my heart. I need to work on it. There needs to be some correction in my life that people don't walk around and say, stay away from him. He's mad as a hornet over there. Something's wrong. There should be a song in our heart. God has uh, pulled us through Jesus Christ out of this miry clay, out of this deep and horrible pit. And not in, he didn't lead me to my own. He went ahead and set me on a solid foundation. Many others walk around, and maybe even myself this week, look like our house just burnt, dog got run over, cat's missing, car won't run, the R.S. just called. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with God's people. I'm 
we can't think of that redemptive song and what's taking place on the inside. And all hell can come against that and can't take it from you. I'm going to tell you because Jesus did. 1 Corinthians says, For other foundations can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. We need to start taking joy in Jesus. Remember that little old song that we sang as children? I've got joy, joy, joy down in my heart. You think just coincidence someone just said, you know what, that sounds pretty catchy. Let's sing. No, 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 it's coming from here. There should be a joy deep down in our hearts and it should be expressed through our motion. It should be expressed through our language. It should be expressed through our actions and it should be over our face that we're worshiping. Do you know it's ca you're capable of worshiping God without saying a word or being around anybody? You believe that? It's what's taking place in here at that time. It's what's going on at the heart is how we worship him. That's where his worship comes from. That's the only way he'll receive any worship. It'll come from a heart or you won't get it. He won't take it. When you and I start building foundations in our own lives, they're going to sink. You look back as I have on the failures of 2018 and you see those failures failure was that I thought I could do it instead of depending upon him to do it those of us that have had children or grandchildren I thought on this the Lord laid this on me as I prayed over this passage this morning you dress a child up let's, let's just use Easter you dress a, a little boy up you got his best clothes on and it's been raining for a while like it is Will you trust that two-year-old to go get in the car by himself with you just watching? No, because he's going to be wet kneed and muddy back, isn't he? So what do you do? You carry him. Why? Because you know his footing's not really that good. You know that he just may not find the best place to put his foot. I'm going to tell you, that's an exact picture of what God does. When you and I get our hearts right, that heart's as good as we can get it through Him. We're seeking His will. There's a joy rolling out of our hearts and people can see it upon our faces. That You see what happened? God's actually picked you up and He's going to keep you from falling down because you're going to get nasty when you do. No, I'm just going to carry them. They're not capable of going any further without me. I'm going to be back in there in the house having to fix this. That's what God does. He just carries us. And I believe everyone here would say, you know what, that's exactly what I want in my life. I don't want to have to make one decision, except I'll trust in him. I don't want to have to do one thing except what he wants me to do. Most would say, that's exactly what I want, but yet we don't do it. We don't do it. It's time for us to get back to the foundation on the rock, which is Jesus Christ so that we can have this song in our hearts that can be seen. But not only did the Lord bring me up from this dark, horrible pit of despair that I couldn't pull myself out of, he also set me up on a rock where I could have a firm footing. But let's go further. Look there with me in verse 2 again. He brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and... Establish my goings. He 
established my goings. So the abundant, everlasting life begins when we're brought up. Then we get set up. And now he's going to start us up. This is where this song will come from. Brought up, set up, now started up. God gets us started. The divine life is not stationary. As I said, this problem that I've had this week, that there's, I've been asked three times if I'm mad, and it wasn't from Debbie, it wasn't from my wife. This is out in public now. You see, I'm going to have to do something about that, Brother Tony. I'm going to have to work on that. See, so it's not stationary. Apparently last week wasn't good enough. That stationary where I was, that this song wasn't radiating from me, and people think that I'm mad somewhere, say, so I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have to move on that. I'm going to have to work on allowing Christ to change me where this heart, uh, this song comes from my heart and radiates out more where people don't think that I'm mad. You see, this divine life is not stationary, but it's progressing. God bids us to go forward. God delivers man from sin and starts him on the road of holiness. If we had a child, and this is what happens in so many of our churches, of blood-bought children of God. If we had a child, and they get four years old and they weigh 21 pounds, more than likely, there's already been some concern, and you're getting advice and knowing in your heart you need to care for the doctor and see what's going on. Something of that discipline is wrong. The example I've used before, you walked into our nursery today and you seen a 40-year-old man laying in the floor with a sippy cup and playing with a car. You're going to think there's an issue, Right? I'm going to find out about it. I'm just going to tell you pretty quick. Be pretty disgusted, wouldn't you? I wonder how God sees us. Are we that child of God that's been saved for 40 years and we're still sucking on a bottle and our thought? Because he brought us up. Then he started setting us up. Yet we just stayed right where we were and never made a move in Christ. What's God calling you to do? Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18 says, To grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forevermore. your life bringing glory to him? If not, you will not have this song in your heart forever. Because that seed is what is useful in your heart forever. And not what Christ has made of it. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your word. Lord, I'm so thankful today that you're inclined my cry, that you're inclined to listen for me, 
Lord, be honest, I can't even understand it. I can't comprehend that. But you do love me that much. But I'm thankful today that you do. Prove that to me today through Jesus Christ. Lord, I know where I'm, I have came from. From a dark, desolate, deep, horrible pit. So I praise you this morning for a Jesus that was obedient to carry out your will. And by your grace you sent him and he carried out that purpose that you've laid before him perfectly. And that's exactly where you found me. But Lord, I pray a conviction upon my life that I don't look like I'm still living right now. That I look like you've put my feet on a solid foundation and that you've established my goings. That you've set a path before me. You change me. That you'll be glorified in it. You go with us during this time of invitation. Work as you see fit. Bar Satan from me. And it's in my Christ name I ask it. Amen. Ask everyone.